0: Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done.
1: Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey everybody, welcome to Car Stuff.
0: I'm Scott Benjamin, the auto editor here at HowStuffWorks.com. I am Ben Bolin, uh, caffeine enthusiast and video writer for the same oh, website. I,
1: I didn't know we could do that. I'm also a
0: caffeine enthusiast. You're also you are. I yeah. see you. You know, I, I know. see you hanging on to those Coke Zeroes. I'm there way too often getting those. Way too often. I feel like it's cool. It's kind of like your thing, man. Yeah, I guess it is. Yeah. I always try to. Whenever I walk into the break room, I always try to keep <laughs> some stocked. You know. You know what? You know what else is my thing? What's that? Talking about
1: everything about cars. Yes. Everything. And I mean everything. So we, we've Even, got another episode that, uh, we got some good response to last time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, we, we called it nuts and bolts because we didn't really know what else to call it. Cause it's what? A little bit of everything?
0: Yeah. And that's true. And we actually, I think we kind of overestimated ourselves because when we finished our first nuts and bolts episode, we still had so much stuff, mm-hmm. both of us. And, uh, so much so that with coupled with the audience response, we decided to do a nuts and bolts too.
1: And here we are. And here we are, my friend. <laughs> number we three. We are at the Trilogy, Mr. B. Nuts and bolts number three. And you know what? Mm. I'm going to venture to say that we're going to
0: probably have more of these because, um I
1: don't know, it's just a good place to uh, to uh kind of put that stuff that
0: doesn't fit. Yeah, because we get, you guys, we get a lot of, we get a lot of mail and we have a lot of topics or questions that we think aren't, maybe aren't quite by themselves enough to do a 20 minute show or a 15 minute show or something. Mm-hmm. So we but definitely worthy
1: of a mention. Definitely. Definitely. Especially some of this listener mail. I got a mm-hmm. stack. Look at the stack of the listener mail. Huge <laughs>
0: stack.
1: <laughs> yeah. You measure it by inches. The stack of uh, listener mail that I have in front of me here. But, um, where do you want to start? You want it? you want to hit it or do you want me to go with um, some stuff
0: here? Cause I got a let's lot. Let's of- see. I'll, I'll go with something. I'll go with something to, to set us off a bit. All right, Scott. Eric writes in, uh, from Toronto, Ontario, which he also helpfully mentions is in Canada. And he had just heard our podcast on international driver's licenses. And he said that when he was on a trip to Ottawa in eighth grade, their tour guide told, our tour guide told us to watch out for cars with red license plates or tomatoes, as they were called by us, the kids, um, because that meant it was from an ambassador from another country. The license plate meant they don't have to abide by our laws. They can park anywhere as long as they abide the laws of their own country, obey the laws of their own country. Okay. So he was told that once an ambassador had been driving while drunk and killed a pedestrian. However, the laws of his or her country didn't forbid drunk driving, so they weren't supposed to prosecute him or her. Right. Obviously, though, it wasn't right to simply let this pass, so our government threatened to close that country's embassy if they didn't let the ambassador go on trial, says Eric. Of course, they didn't want their embassy closed, so they tried and sentence him or her and let the embassy remain open. Um, I thought that related a lot to UN plate things, so how you don't have to pay any fines if you have it, though, as you can see by this example, you shouldn't go too crazy with it. Now, listen, we have a lot of ambassadors listening to our show. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure. That was a sarcastic right, by the way,
1: in the middle of that. Because, um, <laughs> come on, you kill a pedestrian with a car. You're not going to be, uh, you know, sentenced for something like that.
0: Right. That's come ridiculous on. to think that there should not be consequences. No,
1: no, you can't just drive like it's a demolition derby out on the street and think everything's fine. Yeah. There's no. Way. I mean, parking. Okay, maybe. I guess right. I, illegal I guess I parking, get, speeding. I guess I get that sort of. Not really, but, I mean, we'll just go with it. Yeah,
0: it's still – I'm I'm glad that this is the second email we've received where someone is telling us, you know, technically, ambassadors get – or technically, there are people with diplomatic immunity, but mm-hmm. in practice, it doesn't extend that far. Because that's
1: one of the things you wanted, right? It was diplomatic immunity Absolutely. Plates,
0: of course. Ab- absolutely.
1: <laughs> a good plan. Good I plan. won't kill anybody. Hey, plan. I got a couple of stuff here. I got a couple yeah. of things here, a couple of prints. Um uh, let me do this one second. Um, this one is, uh, I'm just going to go through these rapid fire. Okay. Rapid fire. Boom, just a boom, few boom. here and then we'll get to some stuff yeah. later. Um, Luke from New Mexico writes in, uh, in regards to our urban car legend story. Oh, I love these or, emails. Urban... <sighs> okay. Here we go. My roommate told me this story last semester. Apparently it happened to an ex-girlfriend of his. Oh, no. Uh, and I have no reason to believe that it is untrue. And this is a, I'm gonna just paraphrase this, okay? Alright. Group of teens go to a concert in Iowa, they come back out, uh, there's an old woman sitting in the back of the, the car asking for a ride home. Okay? In creepy. the That's stadium lot, whatever. Creepy. It is creepy. Now, she insists that she's just, just lives around the corner, can't make it home on her own, would they just give her a ride home? And they said, no, we're not gonna do that, right? Over and over again. Finally, they contact security. Uh, security called the police, and they drag her, quote, kicking and yelling, out of the car. When they pulled her out, they saw that she was sitting on a hatchet, and that uh, apparently this was a a male that had been or um, recently escaped from prison just two days earlier, and was waiting for the girls to get in a car. And then when they, you know, were going to drive him home, mm-hmm. who knows what would have happened now. Um, <laughs> hey, now Luke says. Now Luke says. You know, he heard this from a friend of a friend, mm-hmm. and it's a person sitting in the back of the car that was sitting on a hatchet that was not who uh, he or she said that they were. Mm-hmm. Um, this has every marking of an uh, urban legend to me. It At sure least a, does it a, sure a retelling does. a retelling of an urban yeah. legend to me. So Luke, I'm I'm sorry. I think it's an urban legend. I don't think. Uh, I mean, it's just it's just one of those things that you know a friend of a friend tells you that's mm-hmm. it's always really not traceable and uh, it just. Seems to have all the the elements of this.
0: Yeah, it's just you know what I like about that one though. It's just just within the realm of possibility. It is. It's it is. not a guy with a hook on his hand, and no doubt a spooky story. I mean, and if no you read doubt. the
1: whole thing, i paraphrased it, so it's not you know quite as scary. It won't keep you awake at night. Yeah, I don't really sleep, or maybe it will. Yeah. So. <laughs> all right, let's move on here. Let's move okay. on. Turi T U R I mm-hmm. says, "Oh, listen this. Listening to your nuts and bolts episode." Hearing you lift off some podcast ideas, and this uh, can't get this idea out of my head. Driver's education and or driver's tests around the world. Some places hardly have any requirements, while others require all sorts of stuff. That's true. So maybe uh, something about driver's ed. Not Actually, a- get out of my head, Tori. We're working on that one. <laughs> yeah, because that's a good one because uh, I, had a, I had a pretty intense driver's ed class. Oh, yeah? Yeah, very intense. It what? was over the summertime. Mm-hmm. You had to be there at like 6 in the morning or 6.30 in the morning and it lasted until something like 1 o'clock in the afternoon. That is kind um, of hardcore. Coursework, a lot of driving. Did just, you have to
0: get in one of those cars that has two steering wheels? No. And two no, sets of, Never had that.
1: It, t- it did have two sets of pedals though.
0: It has, yeah. Well, it had the brake pedal. The the brake they pedal. at least have the...
1: Just the brake pedal, yeah, <laughs> but no, no two steering wheels. The, uh, you had just reached over if you had to. That's a, that's a, that's a great idea. Okay. Here's another one from Peter, and Peter is uh, commenting on the blog, actually. Peter um, on the blog. On the blog. He says he has two suggestions for episodes, fuel economy from the 1930s until now.
0: Nice one. Nice and one. the
1: creators of iconic muscle cars like the Mustang, the Camaro, the Challenger, things like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. So that's a good one. Um, <laughs> okay, Ben and Scott, this one's from... Alan from Riverside, California. Oh, at first I thought you were like, this is from two
0: people named Ben and Scott. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, so right. Alan from Riverside.
1: Alan from Riverside says, you guys should do a podcast on what uh, what device one can put in the car vehicle in the summer that will cool the vehicle rather than getting into a hot vehicle and waiting for it to cool down. I don't know if he's saying that he already knows about this or not, but there's good news. There is something that already does this. Can, can we not, get some good news music? I, yeah, good news music, yeah. News. I, I heard that... Um, I know, I know he's not talking about the, uh, the, the foil thing that you put up in the windshield, right? What he's talking about okay. here is there's a fan that you can install in a, in a cracked window. You know, you just lower it just a crack. Yeah. It's a vent that draws in air from the outside, which is cooler than the air in the inside. Definitely. Um, and it's a fan that circulates air within the car. It's an electric fan. Operates off of your, either battery power or off of your, um, cigarette lighter. Okay. Reserve power, that type yeah. of thing. You know, like, much like a cell phone charger or something sure. like that. Sure. Um, So good news, there is some kind of electric fan device. You have to search for it online to find out who makes them. but That's um, awesome. Yeah, it's an aftermarket thing. It's real simple. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's just a matter of rolling your window down an inch and then putting this thing in and then rolling it back up to where it's tight. Yeah, I wonder how much power it takes. I don't know. Probably not much. It can't be that much. It can't be that much, but I bet you there's a limit to how long you can let that thing run before it does drain your battery. Oh, yeah. I would think it'd be, you know, I'm guessing like a half an hour, an hour, something like that. Yeah, don't leave it on overnight.
0: No, not a good idea. Hey, uh, I've got someone who's got a an, a little correction for us. Oh, good. Because I think we should establish early on that we are not adverse to corrections. No, I'm not afraid of that. So CJ writes in to say, uh, hey, guys, in your tractor pull episode, you talked about how there are no 1,000-horsepower street legal production cars. This isn't correct. The Bugatti Veyron has 1,001 horsepower, while the Veyron SS has 1,200 horsepower, and there are surely more cars like this that I forgot. Note they are not made in extremely large numbers, but they are production cars. Very good point. So CJ. Did I say, did I say no production cars? Um I didn't listen to it. I, I'm sure I'm sure that if it was an error, it was probably mine. Um <laughs> don't no, I don't. That's fine. But I mean he does make he does make a good point. They are they are boutique cars, but they are production Correct. cars. Correct. And you know what? I got something that dovetails exactly yeah. with this. Nice.
1: Um the Bugatti Veyron Supersport. Okay, mm-hmm. we have a new world's fastest car, Ben. This is oh, an update, and this comes yeah. from a listener. Uh Matt, uh-huh. I'm not sure where Matt's from. From the, the Internet? Internet? Yeah, he's from the Internet, apparently. Um There is a uh, Bugatti Veyron SS that's available now, and the thing has 1,200 horsepower. Uh, it's still the 16-cylinder engine, 1,100-plus pound-feet of torque. So they're talking about wow. a super, well, you know, above whatever it had before, I think 1,001 or something like yeah. that. It's still quite a bit. Um, it has, uh, recently, I mean, this is official, recently averaged 267 miles per hour, uh, as the top speed. Now, if you remember, if you recall, the SSC Ultimate Arrow had that record, Mm -hmm. which was 256 in 2007. Yeah. And, uh, Bloodhound, right? Yeah, this is, oh, no, 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 this is the SSC Ultimate Arrow um oh wait no, i'm back i'm with you street yeah, car the not the not one. the salt flat car yeah we're talking yeah, about um yeah. uh yeah that's what you were thinking of yeah it was
0: it's way fast it's like four times as fast. that's why i was that's what i was um getting
1: this uh the, the average speed of 267 uh this was done i believe it was in july of this year and if just to get your head wrapped around this now this is two runs in opposite directions on that right. track that you've probably seen the top gear guys that did the mm-hmm. the top speed run in this thing same track okay with that long long stretch Um, that equates to about four and a half miles per minute in this car, if you're at top speed or you're traveling about 400 feet per second, 400 feet per second, 400 feet per second. Now, to put that in a little bit more perspective, Mm -hmm. you're beyond the speed of a Formula One car. You're beyond the speed of Indy cars, you know, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when we talk about the the incredible forces that are acting on those guys, well, they have to turn at at that type of speed, but, um, when, remember we talked about how how much they miss when they blink, like thirty seven feet. Thirty seven feet, yeah. That would be even extended in this case. It would be further than than mm-hmm. thirty seven. It'd be more like you know forty five or whatever. I don't know what the distance would be. Um, but again, four hundred feet per second. An Indy car is traveling, I think, a football field every second. So that's only about three hundred feet. This is going twenty five percent farther. Um, crazy, crazy Not speed. Fastest street it, it is a production car for this year. Um, they're going to build it in the fall of this year. And the first five are said to be exact replicas of, of the one that set the record. Mm. The remainder of the production is going to be electronically limited to a top speed of 257.8. And that's to protect the tires.
0: Oh, they got a governor switch to protect the tires. Basically. Well,
1: yeah, there's, it's a second. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's electronically limited. Yeah, but
0: how, how are they going to, um, I mean, seriously protecting the tires. I just want to say that those tires are doomed from the jump. Uh, you're exactly right. And they only last
1: at top speed they're supposed to they la- they have a, a lifespan of minutes at top speed. Yeah, I can imagine. It, it really like 15 minutes at top speed I think, but then if you realize that the fuel runs out prior to the tires wearing out. Oh, yeah. Because it sucks so much fuel and so mm-hmm. I mean air doesn't really have much to do with it, but um, air it takes a tremendous amount of air. I'm sure yeah, the intake air, is The fuel be crazy. is just huge. All right, one quick thing other that Kind of mixes with that. Yes, well, it's all Bugatti related here. <laughs> Take a look at this little car here. I'm going to show you a picture. Is that, that gold? That's gold. That's a gold Bugatti Veyron. Is that okay? a car made of gold or covered the, in gold? The car is made of gold. That is really solid gold. People are starving. In this uh, world. Now this is a. <laughs> it weighs seven kilograms. It's uh-huh. made out of twenty-four karat gold and platinum, with uh, a front the front end, you know, like in the horseshoe emblem yeah. for the Bugatti. 7.2 carats of diamonds. Oh, Took man. Took two months to build this thing. This is a 118th scale model, so... Okay, I, I don't you, feel as bad. No, 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 not a full car. 118th scale. Yeah, yeah. Guess the cost.
0: Oh, uh, well... Now, keep
1: in mind the the Bugatti itself... Yeah. ...is about a
0: $2 million car. Right, that's what I'm thinking. Okay. And this is 118th scale. 118th scale, and it's made of gold, but, you know, so it's a desktop item. Well, luckily for me and the rest of our listeners, we have all listened to, uh, the scale model episode. We've listened to some stuff about the Bugatti's before. <laughs> is so this really going to help you? I'm, no. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm going to say 1.3 million. Okay. You're way off. How way off am I? The real car itself,
1: you know, the full model it's that you can get t- in and drive. Two something. Two right? million. I think the convertible is 2.2 million. Okay. This scale model. Gold and platinum and diamonds. Oh, the
0: diamonds, crap that threw me off. Two point yeah. nine million dollars. Two point nine million dollars. That is wrong. Yeah. That is just wrong. Yeah. Who it's, owns it's, that? It's made in Munich.
1: It's uh it's who, a who buys those? It's a jeweler that's made this. Um it's a limited edition Bugatti Veyron Diamond is what it's called. Okay. And, La- labor uh, Stuart alone. Stuart Hughes and uh, Robert Gulpen of Munich have made this vehicle. So you might want to check that did out. Did some online. did a
0: listener send us that? Or did you find no, that? no, I just found that. Okay. I, I've got one. Um, <clears throat> so Danny writes in, uh, from the internet. Uh, and he says, Hey guys, thanks for all the great work. My drive to work is about 30 minutes. So that, so that is when I listen to the show. I often think of things I'd like to tell you about, but by the time I get home, they slip my 57 year old mind. One thing I was going to mention is that there's an unusual race event here held here annually in the lock haven pennsylvania area the susquehanna river runs through town a couple of years ago there was an annual cardboard boat race instituted so it sounds like denny is kind of responding to our unusual races episode mm-hmm. and um he gave us a link to this cardboard boat race uh which i did check out and which looks hilarious i cardboard think, boats yeah i think i would participate in this pretty well and he said, also, uh this is his, like, nuts and bolts email to us of stuff he remembered. I okay. Think. On another topic, one of our local used car dealers published a book several years ago called Vintage Car Crashes. It's a collection of photos he took for years. It's all car pics and no victims, blood, or gore. And I think you guys might appreciate it. And so, yeah. You that, know what? I would love that. I would love to see that, yeah. too. And, uh, and then the last thing you want to tell us about – uh, Denny says he's building a garage at his home. So even when he retires, he'll have a place to tinker. He'll actually be disassembling a 100 year old carriage house located about 40 miles from his house and reassembling it back here with some improvements. Perhaps an episode on garage accessories or cool garage stuff. Now I remember fun. this one.
1: That yeah. was such a cool letter because mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm intrigued by places. You usually see this in pubs, right? Someone will relocate a pub from Ireland to Mm -hmm. the United States or to England or wherever they want to take it, but uh, you'll hear about them packing these things up, you know, brick by brick, reassembling them wherever they want to put them exactly the way they came from Ireland or from wherever Mm -hmm. they came from. He's doing this with a garage. And a couple
0: of uh robber barons have done the same thing with castles really know, in this country. Wow. We should do this is something I, I've wanted to do for a while to do an episode about how moving those kind of things works. Yeah. You know, how do you move things that are not supposed to be moved? Well that'd be great.
1: That's yeah. a fantastic idea. So yeah, Danny, thank thanks a lot. That's a good one. And yeah. uh good luck with that project by the way. That's
0: really cool. Yeah, check back in with us. Uh I'd love to I'd love to see how that turns out. I how
1: I love everything about that idea that's really cool that's a that's a neat project and uh, i'd like to I'd like to see some photos if he's got them you know, oh man maybe even you know the carriage house on its uh on its original property and then on his property as yeah. well see it see how it looks you know the updates as well
0: I gotta say man I gotta call you out just a little bit you're ever since you started on this project car like more and more seriously yeah. going toward it. You've been into some, the project emails. I know, and the project, grad, the garage stuff and all that stuff. You know, I've been,
1: uh you know, you want to mention that right now?
0: Yeah, let's mention that. I might as well.
1: Yeah. I guess uh, a while back I mentioned I was going to get a project car, right? Mm-hmm. You were thinking about it the thinking last time we talked it. about, yeah, about well, it. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm actively searching right now. Mm-hmm. I've, I'm going out to meet with people and calling and, you know, mm-hmm. doing everything that I need to do, all the research. And um, so far, not so good.
0: Well... Yeah, from what time. you tell me, yeah. it takes time. It takes time. What well, so, would you rather do? It quickly with a car that you don't that you're settling for? Or would you rather have fun with it and do it the right way? Yeah. You well, know?
1: I'm finding a bunch in all categories, but there's always something that happens with them that you know takes it out of the the running. Either either it's sold just ahead of me, mm-hmm. which I find that happens often. Um, I've I've had about three or four attempts now. Yeah. Um, one that I'll just call. It was a, a grand idea that never happened really, but, um, <laughs> the one I was probably the most serious about. Um, I mean, well, let's see. We've had, I've had midgets, uh, mm-hmm. Tri- uh Triumph TR3 that I was thinking about buying that was unfortunately sold when I called. Um, Ouch. Yeah, I know. And it was a, yeah, it was good. It was really good. Um, the one that I won't really count is a, there was a Ferrari that was for sale that <laughs> is expensive. Now, I know mean, you laugh, but it was a quick, it was an easy, quick ten thousand um, dollar, you know, I guess possibility for profit. Mm. Um, I saw it mark way under what it should have been. You could have flipped it. You I said, could, right? I could have flipped it quickly uh, for about ten thousand extra dollars, and um, and it wasn't a you know super high two hundred right. thousand dollar car you're talking about. It was a uh, still expensive, and that's what held me back it was, it was like in the fifty range.
0: Mm, and mm-hmm.
1: good luck getting a car loan for fifty thousand dollars on your third car. It's um, not going to happen for me. Nice. No, so anyways, not that one. But the most promising vehicle that I've seen so far was a Type 35 Bugatti replica that I was terribly interested in
0: and you you showed me pictures yeah i've got it right here it's with a, me it's somewhere. a sweet car it's a
1: neat car yeah it really is cool it needs, and, needs um, some work it does need some work and uh, it turns out you know when you get there it needs more work than you think it's all yeah, but that's out.
0: that's you're lucky in that respect because the whole point of having a project car yeah. right is yeah you get it. it
1: you get it cheap and you fix it up and then you can sell it and yeah. make a little
0: bit of money on it and that was the whole point you know the the, the
1: reason that i was able to afford it uh in the condition it was because of the condition it was in if it was in better condition it would be worth more and it would have been out of my range but everything was going fairly well with this thing i went and met the guy mm-hmm. um you know it was under just kind of a, a i don't know carport i guess but it was you know covered with leaves and had a good engine he had worked on the chassis himself it was a custom rectangular tube frame chassis that he built uh spent a lot of time with it, but, like, you know, the wood on the dash was all rotted out, and it was a yeah. gel coat that had never been painted. Ouch. Um, you know, the photo is an old photo that looked really good. The current condition is not so good. He's made some adjustments to it since then and, you know, just didn't look so great, but mm-hmm. needed a lot of work, a little bit of welding. Um The main thing that held me back from this car was the title. And when we started talking about, you know, the actual purchase of the car – it came down to this real weird thing where he wanted me to, uh, contact the owner of the title, which he had in his hand. I could see the title, but it was titled to a woman in North Carolina. And then it had been sold to a guy that lived down the street from him, an older guy, who then sold it to somebody else and then he bought it. And then I said, well, what about licensing? And he said, no, I just put my, uh, my, my truck old license plate. He said, I put my truck license plate on it and I drove it for three years like that. You don't have to worry about that. And I said, no, no, I, I I can't do that. I gotta register it. I gotta get it, you know, make it legal. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, for the title, you know, you can contact this guy, but I think he's a little bit out of his mind now at this point and you don't want to talk to him. And I said, oh my gosh, what's going on with this title? And it's like, it's not even, he doesn't even really have the title himself signed over to him. Yeah. So I said, I, I don't know about this whole deal. And he's like, ah, oh, you can do a title search. And he's like, or, and he leaned back in his chair, and he kind of looked at me and smiled over the title and said, We could try to erase this right here. Illegal. Illegal. Yes, exactly. So I'm not going to erase anything off of a title. No matter how badly I want this car, I'm not going to erase anything on a title. I like how he phrased it so that it would still be your fault yeah. if you got caught. Yeah. What a helpful individual. I know. It was it was trouble from the beginning. I should have noticed, but um, I'm still looking... Mm-hmm. and actively looking. It's going to happen but uh hasn't yet.
0: Hey, no negativity, man. I it's know. going to be okay. I know. I know. I it's know. going to be okay.
1: Well, I'm I'm kind of like leaning well, my wife has also decided that uh small car might not be the one for me. I might need a bigger car. So <laughs> oh, hey, this is a safety issue right and i i love <laughs> you know i love small cars right yeah they've got that zip you like the smaller the better right uh-huh. i like to be able to touch the ground when i reach out of the window okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she wants me on something gigantic like an old pickup truck which i'm totally cool with i'm good with that or a great big old hot rod of some kind mm-hmm. but um i really do like small cars a lot and that's kind of what i'm going for here so we'll see how this turns out but you know good paint job on a car on an, on an old truck, um, a little mm-hmm. bit of engine work and some, uh, you know, some new wood in the bed might huge difference. Might work out fine. Yeah, so I'm thinking that's maybe that's the way to right. go. Stay positive. Yeah, hey,
0: Denny liked us on Facebook. He put that in a PS. So <laughs> very good. So things are looking up. Very good. it got good uh, What do you have? Actually, can I can I ask you? I've got a question to ask you from a listener. Please I want to kick this around. Yeah. Okay. So Tony writes in from Idaho. And he says, "Spin and Scott, I drive a 06 Nissan Titan, which I love. One thing I don't love is the fuel economy. I drive it pretty conservatively because it uses so much fuel. You guys have done several podcasts that deal with fuel economy. And so my question to you is, does aftermarket air intake, like a K&N intake system, for instance, increase fuel economy? Because there seems to be some debate about it. And if not, what can I do to increase the fuel economy of – get this, Scott – this pig of a vehicle. Oh boy. Tony seems a little bit anti. Is it Titan? It's a Titan. Okay, so it's, it's no box, sense. it's a great big boxy vehicle, right? Great big. It's got, yeah, I yeah. mean, I would want to increase the fuel economy too. Sure, of course, yeah, now, um. So does an aftermarket air intake increase? They it?
1: claim that it does, yeah, yeah. Because it's less restrictive and it mm-hmm. allows more fuel to be, well, you know what, it allows more fuel to be burned, but you'll find that you'll use less if, if you drive it conservatively. You'll find that you don't have to apply the gas pedal quite as hard to make it go just as fast and far, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. You'll, you you realize does. that the car is more responsive, mm-hmm. so you don't have to push the gas pedal quite as hard to to get uh, you know what you're expecting out of it. Um, but the problem that I had with this is, you know, when they do claim mileage increases, they claim horsepower increases, so you get power and mileage out of something sure. like that, and by freeing up. Um, I know that in Hondas, it's huge. I know that, you know, the more air you can cram in the engine, the better and the more you, and the faster you can get it out of the yeah, engine. Yeah, aftermarket's the are huge That's Hondas. why you hear yeah. Hondas with lots of big exhausts and, mm-hmm. and, and intakes and things mm-hmm. like that. It's, it's a huge aftermarket. Um, and they do run very efficiently when they, when you run them like that. Now, I don't know about the, the Titan specifically, but I know that, you know, the makers of these aftermarket mm-hmm. intakes will claim, uh, that, yeah, your fuel economy will go up if you add their part.
0: I want to point out here that, One, one thing that, that you touched on that we should really mention, um, to Tony, uh, if you listen to our hypermiling podcast, uh, one of the big points we make there is, um, the way you drive has, has a huge impact. Yeah. So if you get, if you get the, uh, you mentioned a K and N intake system, um, if you have that on there, it will increase. I, I, I believe their claims are legitimate. But I think that, like any other company, they're tested under ideal conditions in it's the a, way that make them look the best.
1: It may be a lab condition, even. Right. It may not be a real world condition. I, I don't. I can't sure. speak for every manufacturer yeah. of, of intakes because there are a ton of them now. Mm. Um, but I know that some of them test in labs and some test in the real world, and, and some use
0: a combination. Exactly.
1: So. Yeah. Um, so just. Investigate it. Do your homework on it. Mm-hmm. And you know, one of the big things that we talked about was weight, also in the yeah, car. Yeah,
0: weight to power ratio.
1: And that's a big that's a big factor in uh, in efficiency is weight. If you're carrying around a toolbox in the back, if you're carrying around a lot of stuff that you don't need to. Um sure. Also, the aerodynamics of the of the thing. Of course, you know, mm-hmm. noth, nothing much you can do about that really. A few things here and there, but not much. Um, so, really, just yeah. driving style is the best thing that you can. Because uh, when I. I had cars with intakes before, and mm-hmm. <laughs> the problem I found was that you know you get that added th- response and a little bit extra horsepower, and I found myself going everywhere full throttle. You're a speed demon, though. I know. Well, I Sony think a lot of people might not be a speed demon. Yeah, I, I guess not. But I think a lot of people do that. I mean, this yeah. is something that could potentially save you fuel. Mm-hmm. I found that I used more because I was I
0: was really gunning it the whole time. That's a good point. Because it is an opportunity to really decrease your fuel economy. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It is, It really. I mean, it depends on how you drive it. Yeah, so really, Tony, it just goes down to to how you drive, man. I'm sorry we don't have... Exactly a silver bullet for you on that one, but if you do hypermiling techniques and you do have an air intake system like aftermarket inside there, then you probably will see an increase in your fuel economy. But if you use the power that the aftermarket system gives you to just burn rubber, then you are going to see a, a sharp drop in your right. fuel economy. Yeah, you
1: see a steady decrease. Yeah. <laughs> Who's All right. next?
0: I got a. I got a bunch of. You know what? I'm going to save.
1: I got some stuff that I've seen recently. But I'm going to save it.
0: We should maybe like I I feel like we're already getting to where we need to do number four because I'm remembering some other listener mail that I didn't bring with me. Some number new number four, like number four nuts and bolts.
1: Gotcha. I understand what you're
0: saying. Should we change the name of number four though? Because it's starting to get like horror movies. <laughs> no, I don't. Maybe you know what? Maybe we'll switch it up. We'll see for uh, for the number four. So look for that.
1: There may be a new title. Bolts but, and nuts. Y'all, you know, great idea. Yeah, great idea yeah you
0: really switched it up on us there I'm I'm. Yeah. Uh, nothing if I, not original he's an idea guy <laughs> <What's, laughs> alright what's going I've on
1: uh, I've got so much stuff here I'm yeah. gonna um, you know what I'm gonna mention
0: one though I'm gonna okay. mention one stuff that I've uh, one thing that I've seen recently can we get some stuff Scott sees? music alright All here right. we go you ready yeah
1: this is the weekend of. uh Remember when uh, NASCAR was in town? DragonCon was here. Yeah. There was a bunch of football games. Sure. Something else was happening. I don't remember. Labor Day. Labor Day. Huge weekend <laughs> here in town, right? Yeah. Also happened to be the same weekend that I was going to look at that um, that Bugatti. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I had a camera in my car as I'm ready to pull onto the highway onto Georgia 400. Mm-hmm. Guess what I see in traffic? Just take a wild
0: guess. Three wheeled vehicle. Nope. Um, lots of fiberglass. Tons lots. of fiberglass. Highly heart. visible.
1: The Oscar Mayer Wiener dog cart? How would you ever guess that? Am I right? You, I, I'm throwing up my hands. How did you ever guess that? Oh, I've got the shine. I dude. saw the Oscar Mayer Wiener mobile. In traffic, on the road, it was uh, fiberglass. I think. Uh, huge. Day. Well, yeah, maybe, yeah, but yeah. Uh, it's huge. It was a gigantic vehicle. I've seen mm-hmm. this is the second time in my whole life I've ever seen it on the road. I've seen them in museums. Yeah. At the Henry Ford, they've even got you know it's right parked outside of a hot dog stand that you know you can buy stuff at. Um, but yeah, I was thinking, I know that this isn't the first Wienermobile that you know has ever mm-hmm. existed. There's a whole bunch of them. There's a there's an entire evolution of Oscar Mayer Wienermobiles. I think maybe we should talk about it. We should do that. So maybe that's a a reasonable topic for future kind of fun podcast.
0: Yeah. Hey, listeners, if you guys think that is a good or bad idea, write in and let us know. Because if we get enough people to write in and tell us not to do it, we might skip it. True,
1: but I think there's enough variation in these things and history in them Mm -hmm. um, that, you know, it's a great marketing tool. It is. Um, I saw it once in Detroit and I've seen it once now here. It's a cool job too. I took two photos of it because I had the I had the camera with me in the car for the Mm. first time ever for this uh for this kit car and I just snapped a couple photos. That's awesome. Yeah, it was cool. Um all right, back to listener mail. All right. Let's do a couple real quick here, and there's one that I want to be sure to get to. Okay. This guy's written in a few times and uh got a name correction to go over. All right. Uh, let's see, (laughs) let's talk about, uh, Neil. Neil is from Overland Park, Kansas, and Neil has an excellent suggestion for a future future podcast as well. Um, he says that he he just wants to know about some of the basic parts of cars, like the alternator, the timing belt, the radiator. I remember this. Defroster. The, the most basic systems in the car. So like a back to basics type podcast. I know we've talked about basic systems before, but yeah, this is. A little better. This is like maybe the cooling system or the timing mm-hmm. system or mm-hmm. the, the valve system or, you know, all that. I'd l- what I'd does love it to... mean when I need my transmission fluid flush? Exactly. Yeah, stuff, stuff like, that. like that. So that's a that's a great, you know, thing to talk about. Thanks, Neil. Thanks, Neil. Um, let me uh, leaf through my notes here to the very end. But there's one here that um I wanted to make sure I read. Um, This guy's from Missouri, okay? Okay. And I'm going to spell his name, okay? All right. It's B-U-T-C-H-E. B-U-T-C-H-E. Okay. We've read his letter in the past before. Not this one. I know. I called him Butch. Okay. Which seems reasonable, right? But yeah. But there's that E at the end. Apparently, his name, he spelled it out phonetically yes. for us, and he wasn't mad. Okay. Butchay. Butchay. Okay. Boucher. Thank you, Butchay. Yeah. Uh, but he says a lot of cats call him Butch, so it's, you know, whatever works for us is fine. No, no. We'll do it correctly. Butchay. 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 Like, like boot Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes sense. Anyways, Boucher, he's written us several times and writes long letters and mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's really good stuff. He runs a screen printing shop, by the way. I, mm. I took a look at his website and, uh, pretty cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah, cool stuff. Uh, you know what? Can I mention it? Yeah. Yeah, can of I? course. Yeah. All right. His name, uh, the, the site of, his site is oddduckdesigns.com. So check that out. Shout cool out stuff.
0: oddduckdesigns.com. They yeah. didn't pay us.
1: We just like it. No, no. I just figured I'd mention it because, uh, this guy writes us all the time and he's got yeah. some really good ideas. Long yeah. letter here, which I like. I think he's probably working late one night listening to us or something, but um, I've got two things here from him. Um, one was, uh, and I'm going to read your most recent first, but... Um, he had a '54 uh, Buick Roadmaster with a a 322 nailhead engine, and he <laughs> he writes, "Hats on hearts, boys. It's a nailhead." <laughs> and he sold it to some kid. God rest her soul. Um, so he says he sold her for a '68 Impala, and he still misses the Buick. Okay, okay. And but in owning the Buick, you know, which he dearly misses, he said that he was thinking about Harley Earl and uh, Ned Nichols, who were designers mm-hmm. on the Buick. Of course, um, you know Harley Earl was the first VP of design for GM. Um, had a lot to do with the Corvette design, um, Buick Y job, which was the first ever concept car. Um, they weren't ever done before that. Um, he had to do with tail fins, so some you know remarkable leaps forward in yeah. automobile design from Harley Earl and uh, Ned Nichols. Uh, of course, he was with GM Buick division as well, and uh, his thing was the you know the portholes that you've seen on the side of old Buicks, yes, on the front uh, the front fender. Yeah, those are his idea. From um, uh, the, the old Buicks. And I'm sure there's a lot more than just that, of yeah, course. But yeah. um, anyways, he said that, uh, you know, wouldn't it be kind of cool to do a uh, like a hero podcast? Because to him, these guys are his heroes because they worked on the car that he loves so much.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so what about a hero podcast or two? I like that. And I like that as well. It's a I great think, idea. I automotive heroes. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about Tucker. We've talked sure. about, um, I think we've talked about Harley Earl in the past. We've talked about Bill Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, with Corvette, yeah, uh, the Stingray production. So mm-hmm. I think that's a good one, and this other one, this is from a much older email from Boucher, mm-hmm. and uh, another great idea. Um, this is with many, many others. Uh, just to give you an example, in this idea, he miss he mentioned uh, the hit and miss engines. Um, he was mm-hmm. talking about a Dixie Shovelhead motorcycle he's going to be riding in something called the Stampede, which is a, a coast-to-coast motorcycle race. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a very demanding race, I guess. Uh, he says there's no rubber mounts on the seat. It's just real, just a just Jeez. a hard mount, I guess, on the seat. Uh, he says a few few people start and even fewer finish in mm-hmm. this race. I don't know how that turned out. Um, he's also working on a salt flat racer for the Bonneville Salt Flats. Wow. So this guy's busy. He's got, uh, you know, in addition to the screen printing he's got going on. Yeah. Um... Definitely a gearhead. I like this. Sounds so, like um, it. he mentions that his dad had a Austin, he- an Austin Healy in the 1970s. And he, you know, of course loved it. It was the first mm-hmm. car that, uh, Boucher ever waxed. Uh, so, you know, he has this, this connection with this car. Yeah, it was his really? dad's car, right? Yeah. And in the mid 90s, he found it again, his dad's car, and they wanted about $5,000 more than he wanted to pay for it and couldn't buy it. So, oh. kind of a heartbreak there, but, um, his idea was that maybe we could talk about finding what he calls Daddy's car. And I think this is a great nice. idea because a lot of people have this um, uh, this this emotional relationship, I guess, with the car that they remember sitting in the backseat and mm-hmm. listening to the radio in with their dad or mom or yeah, whoever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll call it Dad's car just because yeah. that's typically what happens. But it might be Mom's car. It might be Grandpa's car. It might
0: be your older brother's car. could be yeah.
1: your first car could mm-hmm. be your finding your first car how would you ever do that you know dig it back up again um I don't know there's some interesting, some interesting stuff there. there so so thank you boucher from uh mm-hmm. from missouri I appreciate the idea and, and thanks for uh, not
0: getting as mad at us about the name thing
1: yeah exactly yeah that's probably the best part yeah right <laughs> No, so we're we're definitely gonna look into that one because yeah. I like that an awful lot
0: let me uh do we got any more do you want me to do uh, uh ben I've got stacks so yeah you know, we might we're gonna have to ha- get we're get gonna that. have to call it quits at some point here okay let's you want, you want to do one more thing? You got the one more thing look.
1: Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm looking at all my notes here. I got a couple of questions for you, but I think we can just hang on to them till next time.
0: Well, let's do a roll call and say thank you so much to Luke, Eric, Turi, Peter, Alan, CJ, Matt, Denny, Tony, Boucher, Neil, Scott, Benjamin, and, uh, uh. Ben Bowen. Oh, well, thanks, man. I'm just kind of hanging, but, uh, I think we've got some great ideas here. And some of the listeners might be wondering, Hey guys, why are you telling us in advance what you're going to do for your podcast? Well, think of it as sort of a spoiler, a trapdoor, an invitation to uh, write into us before we go on the air. So if you want to talk to us about driver's ed or, or muscle cars, moving buildings, uh, the ho- Oscar Mayer hot dog, uh, the Stampede, Heroes of Automotives. Uh, you know, the list goes on.
1: Just uh, anything. If you can mm-hmm. think of something that relates to this and you want to talk to us about it or, yeah. or just make your point known, you know, that, uh, hey, by the way, I'm riding in this race, mm-hmm. uh, like Boucher said, that he's going to ride in the Stampede and that had a lot to do with, uh, you know, that cross-country race we were talking about. Earlier. Yes. Oh, um, yeah. well, the Route 66 race, I think is yeah, what I was talking yeah. about. Um, so yeah, I think it's uh, definitely worthwhile for people to know the topics ahead of time mm-hmm. and maybe come at us with some, some good info we can include during that podcast.
0: Yeah. Cause we're, we're hanging out all the time on the internet. Basically, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter at car stuff. You can find us on the blog, on our website. You can find us on our website. Of course, we've got a nifty uh, podcast page up now. Oh yeah. That's yeah. really cool. I like that a lot. And so if you uh, if you would like to write to us with uh, something to say about these ideas we've gone over today or S- nuts and bolts part four. You part know, four. You, there's a chance I've got I've got a, you mm. know, stack
1: here still, but um, you know write in, who knows, maybe it'll turn
0: up on the next one. You'll never know unless you send us an email at carstuff at howstuffworks.com.
1: For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit housestuffworks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, small business success stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success.
0: From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can
1: always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. slash compatibility.